Amen. They are having a blast in children's church back there. And uh, pancakes and bacon before service. And I just peeked in on them, and they are having a blast. They are wired. <laughs> Syrup works. Amen. I said, Syrup works. <laughs> There, there is no shortage of sugar and no shortage of energy back there. Amen. They're having a great time. We, I appreciate everyone that's involved in Sunday school and investing in our children. Amen. They learn a lot. and We want them to learn and have a good foundational base because what they learn here, they're probably not going to learn out there. What they feel here, they're probably not going to feel it. And if they don't get something here, they're going to try to find a substitute out there that will always come up short to what they can have in here. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Praise God. And so I, I'm thankful that, that our church has a mindset and a culture to help our children to teach our children, to show our children, and to be examples to our children of what it is to know the Lord and have a relationship with God and to have the Holy Ghost and to give them that foundational knowledge that they need to survive in this day and age. Amen. And they learn a lot. It's like the little boy Johnny that went to Sunday school. They were teaching in his Sunday school class about creation and Adam and Eve and how the Eve was created. Adam went to sleep. God came and took a rib out of Adam's side and formed Eve. The kids were fascinated by the story. And little Johnny later that week walked into the to the kitchen where his mom was and he says mom my side is hurting I think I'm going to have a wife stories and have a good understanding <clears throat> amen same little Johnny was this alright just kind of tell a couple little Sunday school anecdotes Johnny was going to Sunday school and the teacher was teaching about the Ten Commandments hear O Israel the Lord our God is one God and talking about thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and mind going through all of the Ten Commandments don't covet this and that she asked the class, she said, kids, is, can you think of, of any of these commandments that might have something to do with your brother or your sister? And again, it was little Johnny that said, thou shalt not kill. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I had an older brother, so I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> Same class, talking about the Ten Commandments. teacher asked the class one Sunday, he said, which, who do you think was the worst offender of the Ten Commandments? And little Johnny spoke up and said, it was definitely Moses. The teacher said, what do you mean it was Moses? I mean, he was the deliverer. He said, yeah, but he broke all of them at the same time. Sometimes we, if we don't have a real understanding of the word, we can get things mixed up. Right. Amen. I mean, there's been hymnals that we've sang for years and years and years. And you, you look down and open up the songbook and I look at the words and I'm like, man, I was singing something entirely different. Anybody do that? Is that just me? It's always good to get our nose in the book and so we can have a good understanding Amen. of 
what thus saith the word of God. I don't want to take someone else's word for it. I want to take God's word for it. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Good to see everybody here this morning. And it's good to have, is it, is it Kenya Alvarez? Is that right? God bless you. Good to have you with us this morning. Amen. It's an honor to have you make yourself at home. It's also good, and I'm trying to, here, let me see if this helps. I don't think it does. I don't know. I can't read the writing on the paper for the first name. The last name is Contreras. Right back here. God bless you. Good to have you. What's the first name? What's your first name? Austin? Yeah. Nice. Arturo. Nice to have you with us. Amen. God bless Amen. God bless you. Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord today. Praise God. Everybody smile. <clears throat> Look at somebody with it. Tell them Jesus loves you. And so do I. And so do I. Amen. You know, people have a hard, hard part with the second part, not the first part. Huh? Oh, Jesus loves you. And so do I. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you have love one toward another. Amen. Jesus loves each and every one of us. Every one of you, and so do I. I love you. Amen. I love you. I want you to make it to heaven. I want you to be saved. I want to be saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Amen. 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 Well, hallelujah. Whenever she starts playing, it keeps playing. I'm like, should we sing a little bit? I think I'll just go right into the word if that's okay this morning. We're going to go to the book of 2 Timothy, a familiar passage of scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy chapter 3. We'll begin. Let's go to verse number 1. We'll just read a couple verses here. <clears throat> this know also that in the last days, perilous times, everybody say times, shall come. For men <clears throat> shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, and unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent fierce despisers of those that are good. And if we're ever seeing this, it's today. Traitors, heady, high-minded, Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Verse number one, this know also that in the last days, perilous times, perilous times, we are living in perilous times. It's no longer a prophecy, it's a reality. It's no longer a promise of what is to come. It is a promise of what is here. <clears throat> and I just want to preach and borrow this title from a conference down in Louisiana. They have every year. and They've had it, I think, since the 80s, if not further back. But I just want to borrow a title from their conference because of the times. 
because of the times. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in here. God, would you help me right now? God, would you help this people? God, we need you to move and minister in our hearts, our minds, our souls this morning. God, I need the unction of the Holy Ghost to flow. God, I need you to speak to me and through me. We need, a, we need to have ears to hear. God, I pray that you would minister in this house, speak to the souls of everyone in this place. In the name of the Lord, in Jesus' name. Because above all else, we must be saved. God, we must be saved. Lord, I must be saved. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. Because of the times. You don't have to look very far to see that we are living in perilous times. Perilous means to take risk, to, to have disasters, or to find ruin therein. We are living in times of disaster. We're living in times of risk. We're living in times of ruin. We're living in a time where evil is ever present with us in this day and age. You don't have far to look. You can look on social media, and you can look in the newspaper, you can look in Time magazine, you can read the New York Times, the LA Times, the Chicago Sun Times, the Seattle Times, or the London Times. And all are reporting the signs of the times. In our text, in verse number one, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And as, as I said just a moment ago, this is no longer a prophetic utterance. This is reality to this day and age. And if there ever was a wake-up call, this ought to be a wake-up call to men and women and young people all around this globe that we are living in the last days. Perilous times are here. <clears throat> Amen. We, we are living in, in a generation where all of these Sins and lusts and temptations that, that we read here in our text, they are here. They, this is not something that's coming. Many of these temptations I know have been around for thousands of years, but it seems like everything is just at the forefront. Everything is being promoted. Things that are good are, be call, are called bad. Things that are bad are called good. Praise God. Mark 13 and 7, And when you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be you, be you not troubled, for such things must needs be. But the end shall not be yet, for nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be earthquakes in diverse places, and there shall be famines and troubles. And these are the beginnings of sorrows, and these beginnings of sorrows have been taking place for a long time. <clears throat> And I believe we're living in the end time. <clears throat> and the end time is right on time. <clears throat> Jesus said in Matthew 24. I'm, I'm going to read some verses if that's all right this morning. I'm trying to set a foundation. Because I believe the Lord is trying to get a hold of somebody's heart this morning. I believe God is giving a wake up call to somebody. Your spiritual alarm clock, it ought, alarm clock ought to be going off right now. There ought to be a ding, 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 ding going off in your spirit. Like, I better make sure I'm right with God. And Jesus said in Matthew 24, 35, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day, there is coming a last day. An hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days, as in the days, we're talking about of Noah, that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. And so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. 
Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two men shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready. For in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Amen. If you knew that some crook, or some robber, some uh, criminal, some felon, somebody was coming to break into your house, you'd probably make sure you were home. Locked and loaded. <coughs> Prepared. Or you'd be calling the popo and having the popo there locked and loaded. Have your cameras on to watch the action. <laughs> Amen. But you'd be ready. That's the problem. Thieves don't usually give you notification. <laughs> when, when someone's coming, they don't always give you a heads up. Amen. That's why I like to call people or at least text them and let them know if I'm going to stop by their house and drop something off. I don't want the, the surprise. Pastor's at the door. Scary thought. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the Lord is standing at the door and He's knocking. And he's saying, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. The Bible says the day of the Lord. It comes. God is not a thief. But the Bible says the day cometh as a thief. No man knows the day or the hour. But we do know the season. God could come today. He could come tomorrow. Amen. We, we know we are living in the last days. I don't know if this is the last day, but if, if somebody goes into eternity today, this is their last day. Praise God. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 9, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. As some men count slackness, but His long-suffering to us, but I'm glad God is patient with me. He is not willing that any should perish. Can I tell somebody this morning, God is not willing that you should perish. He said, what's the will of God for my life? It's the will of God that you be saved. It's the will of God that you be right with Him, that you're full of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. What is the will of God for my life? It's His will that you be saved. But that all should come to repentance. It's not His will that any should perish, but that everyone repent. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. The day comes, not God, but the day is coming. In the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, which manner of persons ought ye to be in a holy, all holy conversation and godliness. Everything is going to burn up. Looking for and Hasting unto the coming of the day, the day of God. Wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Everything is going to get burned up. There is going to be fire and brimstone. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. <clears throat> 1 Thessalonians 5, verse number 1. But of the times, everybody say times, and the seasons. Brethren, you have no need that I write unto you for yourselves. Know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Here it says again, you don't know exactly which day he's coming, but he's coming. Since you don't know exactly when the day is coming, you need to stay ready. We're not going to have the luxury of having a warning shot. Hey. Hey, I'm coming, I'm coming to your house. God's not going to send you. Well, I guess he already has sent us a text. He gave us the word of God. Get ready, get ready, get ready. You got a text message this morning from heaven this morning. 
You need to get ready because God is coming back. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety. Then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child. And they shall not escape. I remember it just happened. We were headed over to someone's house after church one night. My wife was, she's great all the time, but she was great with child. Our first one, Audrey. She just stepped out. I can tell the story. We had this suburban, and it had a step bar, and she's not quite as tall as I am. Can I say that? She was. And I'm not making light because I'm just thankful women have babies, not men. Because if that was, men had to have babies, there would be no people, I'm telling you. Women are a whole lot stronger than we are. Amen. Amen. She had one foot out of the suburban stepping down, and she still had one foot in the, in the suburban, and she's trying to maneuver. There she is coming in. I'm talking about you were great, as you're always great with child. And lo and behold, all of a sudden, the look of shock and awe on her face. Uh-oh. What's wrong, baby? My water just broke. It's not something you plan. It just happened. And the Bible says that that day is going to happen like that. Hello. So he says, watch and be sober. Pay attention. Live your life because of the time and the season you're living. Beware of the time. Ephesians 5, Paul said this in verse 15, See then that you walk circumspectly. Literally means to be unwilling to take risks. My soul is something I'm not willing to risk. Pastor, why, why do you have standards and why do you have holiness issues and why, why, do you, why are you faithful to the house of God and why do you pay tithe and why do you give offering and why do you try to present your body living? My soul is something I can't afford to risk. Amen. I know there's some that have done it, some recently. Bless you. Something I've always wanted to do, but I just am too circumspectful. Is that a word, Mom? I don't know. You're the English person, English former English teacher. I just walk too circumspectly to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I, I think the, the adrenaline rush would be pretty cool. To be dropping at 125 miles an hour would be pretty awesome. Thing is, the more you fall, the closer. And what happens if the parachute doesn't open? We got a spare. Yeah, and then what? Because I'm not worried about the falling. I'm worried about the at the end of the fall. And that's the thing. The, the, the devil's got this world so desensitized to the fall. They're so comfortable with the fall. They're so happy with the adrenaline rush of living in sin. But there's nobody telling them and reminding them there's a splat that's coming. The fall's going to end at some point. I'm trying to reach for somebody again this morning. I'm trying to remind somebody, you need to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. Because the day 
Nazis are evil. People just, oh, we're having a great time. This is so much fun. We're having the fall of our life. I just felt in my spirit, I'm, God, why do you want me to preach this Sunday morning? What is it that you want me to give me some good nugget? God, give me something that's good. And it was just time's up. Time's up. Beware of the times. Be, be, beware of the time you're living in. Beware of the time. Some don't have much time left. <laughs> and if you like jumping out of perfectly good airplanes, go ahead. And I hope your parachute opens. And I pray for those that are jumping out of a... Please don't jump out of the church. Because you fall so fast. I don't know if there's enough time. Because they say to me... I've heard enough stories. I, don't, I haven't experienced it. So I can't speak from experience. Because I haven't jumped out of a perfectly good airplane. Now, if the plane's going down and there's a parachute, I'll take my chances with the parachute. <laughs> but they tell me there is a point of no return. <laughs> it's as soon as you jump out of the plane. And there is a critical point that once you get below a certain elevation, even if the parachute does decide to open, you have no more time to stop the fall. <clears throat> I don't know when that is. I'm probably not going to find out either. You know, I don't have to worry about my parachute not opening. I don't plan on jumping out of the plane. <clears throat> Hear me. I would like to jump out of a good airplane. And parachute. They call it skydiving. And I know what goes up must come down when you go up in an airplane. You know, they say, you know, any, any, any uh, landing you walk away from is a good landing. <laughs> Brother Monk's pilot, Brother Kevin's pilot. You've flown planes around here. I don't know, some, maybe some others in here have flown planes. Any, any, any landing you can walk away from, I'm telling you, I don't care how you get to heaven, but as long as you're walking on streets of gold. But he said, walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Harvey Mackey once said, time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. And once you lost it, you can never get it back. I'll never be 40 again. I'll never be 30 again. I'll never be 20 again. Can you even remember when you were 20? So? Our, our little baby, she turned 20 this week. And it was hitting her. I'm not a teenager anymore. Yeah, you'll never be a teenager again. Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies if you ain't having fun. Time flies. Theophrastus once said, time is the most valuable thing a man can spend. One said, I, 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 I can, time is much more important than money because I can always make more money, but you can't make more time. <clears throat> can I talk to the, da the dads and the moms? You know, we look now as a grandparent... My wife's over there with our wonderful little grandson, and I don't know, it's, we, we loved our girls, and we love our girls with all of our heart, but you know, when you're young, you have kids, and, and the kids come along, and it's just, you got, you're working, and your busy schedule, and life, and, and pretty soon they're teenagers, and pretty soon they grow up, and then, then they decide to get married, 
and then grandkids come and all those things that people told me were absolutely right. Should have started with grandkids first. <laughs> Can I get an amen from a grandparent? But maybe it's because we're older and we realize that we don't have all, as much time. We better be more cautious of how we invest our time. So I appreciate the time that I have, whatever God gives me with my grandson. And we, we love, we, Grams and Pappy love spending time with Hudson because we just, it's more precious. At almost 50, it's, it seems to be a lot more precious than at, than at 25, 26. Ben Franklin said, lost time is never found again. I don't know who said this, but I like it. It says, don't, ever, don't count every hour in the day, but make every hour in the day count. Each one of us has 52 weeks, 365 days, 8,760 hours, 525,600 minutes a year. Make it count. What are you doing to invest your 52 weeks of the year? I'm investing it in eternity. Because eternity is going to pay great dividends. Some people see living for God as a waste of time. It's not a waste of time. It's an investment in eternity. Let me tell somebody this morning, you're not wasting time living for God. You're investing it in eternity where time shall be no more. And it will go on and on and on forever. You think you're having the time of your life now? Wait till you get to glory. You're going to have a time. Well, we have a time when we get over yonder. And if there ever was a time to get right with God, to pray through, to repent, to let the Holy Ghost wash us and cleanse us, it's now. If there ever was a time to get right, it's now. We only have just a little bit of time left. I believe we're living on, on borrowed time, if you will. We only have a limited amount of time. And I'm not a car salesman. I'm not, you know, if you walk away from this car deal today, you come back tomorrow, this car may not be here. Fine, I'll get another car. If you walk away, this deal could go away. And car, they try to put that guilt trip that, you know, if you walk away off the, off the car lot, this, this opportunity may not ever come. But I'm telling you this morning, in, in God's heavenly car lot, this may not be here tomorrow. You may not give an, have an opportunity tomorrow. You may not get another chance. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, I'd get the Holy Ghost this morning. If there's something in your spirit that ought not to be there, I'd get it taken care of right now. If there's something in your attitude that needs an adjustment, I'd get an adjustment right now. Oh, somebody give him some praise this morning. I feel like we're in a spiritual hospital this morning. There's some patients this morning in a spiritual hospital that are here this morning. And I feel like God wants you to know this morning, you don't have much time left. Now, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer this morning. But we, none of us have much time left. Well, I'm only 25. I'm only 30. I'm only 35. We don't have a lot of time. We're living in the last days, and there is a last day coming, and it could be today. We do not have all the time in the world. The Bible says it's appointed unto man wants to die. Every one of us has an hourglass. Every one of us has an appointed time with death. I, didn't, I know you're not shouting. I'm not shouting either. Every one of us has an appointed time. And I pray I got a whole lot more sand on this than on this side. But the, to be quite frank this morning, I don't know where I stand here or here. 
all of us like, we want to invest our time, and then we want to go, oh, oh, hey, restart, Lord. None of us have this kind of control over our life. God is the only one that knows exactly when your time in this life is over. The Bible says, as a tree falleth, so shall it also lie, or there shall it be. When your time is up, there it is. Where will you stand in eternity? Seems like it's just time is slipping on. It's just a little by little by little. It's just a little bit here and a little bit there, and God is convicting me on some things that I've spent been investing too much time in. God is convicting me, and I'm having to repent this morning over some things I spent too much time in and doing. Nothing, not things that aren't wrong. I'm not talking about sin, but I'm talking about pastor has to redeem the time that pastor has been giving because I don't know where I am in this thing called life. And I can say there's some of us I believe they are going to be alive like Brother Monk says, I don't want to lay over. I want a direct flight to glory. <clears throat> hey Amen. Some of us may go by the way of the grave before he comes, but I, I believe every one of us, and I know we got some elders here older than me, I believe every one of us, amen, could very well see the second coming ourselves. I believe we are living in the last days, and one of these days, time shall be no more for everybody. The enemy's lying and saying, you, can, you got plenty of time. You got plenty of time left. You can do whatever you want to do. Drink whatever. Live however. Say whatever. Because you're free. saying stay in the boat because there's a splat coming James 4 and 14 whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow for what is your life it is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away people were running out of time this world's running out of time, 1 Corinthians 7, 29. But this, I say, brethren, the time is short. Revelations 12 and 12. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell in them. Woe, that means distress and trouble, to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has but a short time. He knows that his time is running out. But he's a liar and the father of all lies. And he said, hey, you got all the time in the world. But he knows his time. Even the days of the devil are numbered. He says you can live and do. and Hey, you don't have to make a decision today. You don't have to, you don't have to repent today. You got plenty of... Liar, liar. The hell that's been prepared for you is on fire. The devil's a liar. Oh, you got plenty of time. Do whatever you want to do. Live however you want to live. Hey, you got time to make things right with your brother. You got plenty of time to make things. No, you don't. If you got all against the brother or sister, you need to make it right. If you got something in your spirit that ought not be there, you need to get right. He says you have a short time. And the devil knows you got a short time. The devil knows he's. You know why the devil's so urgently passionate about being evil? Because he has a short time. One of these days he's going to be bound with his demonic forces. And everyone that doesn't get to go to heaven is going to be there with him. I don't want to spend eternity with him. 
God, forgive me if there be any wickedness in me. Search my heart. God, I want to be right with you. God, please forgive me. I plead the blood of Jesus this morning. God, I need the blood to wash me and cleanse me and sanctify and justify my soul all over again. God, I want to repent. I'm going to turn to you. Whatever time I got left, I'm giving it to you. I'm living for you. I'm staying in the church. Oh, somebody give him praise one more time. Revelations 3, and Behold, I come quickly, the Lord said. Hold that fast which thou hast. Let no man take that crown. We need a sense of urgency because of the times. Colossians 4 and 5, Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Amen. Toward them that are without. We need to let people know their time is running out. Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, this time, like all times, is a very good one if we but know what to do with it. God's given you a limited amount of time. Do you know how to use it? We have to be intentional with our time. This thing in leadership called intentionality. We have to be intentional with with what we do, with the decisions we make. I'm, I'm intentional with my faithfulness to God. I'm intentional with my, the things of God. I want to be intentional when I come to church. I'm coming with an intent. I'm intentional. I'm serious about this. We need to be intentional about the things of God. We need to be intentional how we live for God. We need to be intentional that we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. I can't afford to be lackadaisical. I have to be intentional. Social media. And I'm guilty. Social media. Instagram, Facebook. Usage has gone up. They said, I saw a statistic about 65% since 2012, just in the last nine years. The average person here, it's even greater worldwide, which blew me away. You would think the United States would be the worst. It's not even the worst offender. Two hours and 24 minutes a day on social media. Y'all get real quiet now. God forgive me. So easy to get lost and go, hey, where'd the time go? And I'm not preaching against social media. I have an Instagram account. I really don't know how to use it. My daughters helped me set it up. I have to ask, how do you post this? I think I have five or six pictures on my thing. I didn't post any of them. They helped me post it. I'm not preaching against Facebook. I'm not preaching against Instagram, I'm preaching about moderation. I'm preaching about priorities. So what are you, we're against this and we're against that. What are you for? I'm for Jesus. I'm for you. I'm for making it to heaven. That's what I'm for. I'm for revival. I'm for our kids and grandkids being saved. I'm for everybody having a relationship with God. When I mean everybody, I mean for red, yellow, black, white, pink, purple, polka dot. I'm for everybody having a relationship. And let's stand together. I'm, I'm close. I got more notes, but I'm just going to, we're going to wrap it up with this. It's all about time. It's about time. I don't know how much time I have. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, you probably could quote most of it. Chapter 3, verse 1, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. There's a time to be born, 
And there's a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. Time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. See, everything, if you haven't figured out, there's a time for everything. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn and a time to dance. There's a time to cast away stones and there's a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. There's a time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. There's a time for every hour of the day that you find here in Ecclesiastes 3. I'm going to tell you there's a time this morning for us to get right. There's a time, there's no time like the present. I don't know what what time is what this looks like for you. I don't know how much more time that you have. I'm young, I'm living. Yeah, so did the last 18-year-old died in a car accident. At an orientation, 25 students in our auditorium this week having an orientation group. These are kids that are coming in, and we had an orientation every day, well, since Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And, and, and we were talking with these kids, and one of the young men, his name's Joel, a really very polite young man, he goes, Hey, y'all! You guys paying attention? Joel said, Hey, in the last eight days, there's been eight teenagers shot and killed. Here in Bakersfield. They thought they had plenty of time to get right, but their gang activity said, uh uh-uh. uh. Their glass was shattered, their blood was spilled. I told Joel, I said, thank you so much for sharing that. And Joel, I've known him for about a year and a half at our school. And I walked over, I put my hand on his shoulder. He's one of the most respectful kids on our campus. I said, Joel, man, thank you. I said, Joel, can I ask you guys a question? I said, what's your blood type? Joel, Joel's African-American. He's a black student. He said, I, I don't, I'm not really sure. About Little Hispanic girl in the back. Her name's Alondra. She says, I'm A+. Plus. That's A positive. She called it A plus. I said, me too. I said, we're exactly the same. People look at it. She's this tall. I'm this tall. I'm all She's Hispanic, a little darker complected. We got the same blood type. I look back at Joel and I go, hey, did you, did you ever? Because Joel been there. So Joel, I said, hey, if you had to be... At, where, at the scene where somebody was shot and killed or somebody died? Yeah, Mr. Mullins. You ever be the scene to clean up when they take the body but you still see the blood? Yeah. I said, do you know what blood type that was? No. I said, it could have been the same as mine. Point being is, time waiteth for no man. Time doesn't care if we're black, white, pink, polka dot. God doesn't care what color you are. He just cares that we are right with God. He doesn't care if you're rich or poor, young or old, male or female. God don't care about that. He cares that you have an attitude to get right. Here is a teenager reminded me and, our, and the other kids. Mr. Mullen, eight kids have died in the last eight days. And the media doesn't, they don't care why. The devil's not going to put that. 
The devil's laughing. Ha! They got their glass broken. They thought they had all the time in the world to get involved in anything they want to. Have fun. And they were free falling. I'm just, I'm just sharing right now how I feel this morning. know what tomorrow holds none of us know how much time we have left one thing I know is we are living in a season perilous times are here time is running out and Jesus I want to be saved I ain't got time for pettiness I don't have time for hatred I don't have time for bitterness God I ain't got time for none of that God I ain't got time to have hurt feelings God, I ain't got time. None of us have time. But I, I, I got time right now to get right. No time like the present. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed at this house. I wonder if anyone else feels the call to have a little talk with Jesus for a moment. Make sure our heart is right. Make sure our spirit is right. Search me, Lord. Create in us a clean heart. Renew in us a right spirit. Cast us not away. Restore the joy. I want to invite anyone that would like to to come and Make the most of the time we have this morning. For the next few minutes this morning, can we make some time? Can we invest in time? Can we use the time wisely? Can we be circumspectful with our time? Not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming, saving the time. Investing in our soul. I'm telling you, your soul is the greatest thing you can invest in. Because your soul is the only thing that has an eternity. Your soul is the only thing that is going to last. Your soul is the only thing worth investing in. Come on, I just want to invite everyone. If you want to pray at your chair, if you want to come to the altar. I just want to invite everyone in the house to spend a few moments in prayer this morning.